Hello, this is Manu Segura from Taxido Games. We are building new games for all consoles and you are listening to Scene World Podcast. Yes. Hey, it is the Scene World Podcast. I am being me. He is being him. My awesome. camera is drifting over time. Um, and yes, this and, and this is a similar podcast. Um, in a minute, we will be talking with Allison, the the head of marketing for Kunlun, uh, which is putting out Club Koala in China. And we'll be um, um, looking for an international release to the U.S. and Europe as well. Um, before we do that, though, Eric's looking in wonder because normally he does all this because he's he has he he knows exactly who we're talking to. But but <laughs> I deleted my notes before yes. this recording also, I so did, i did some i did some 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 background research before this so i knew what the hell we were doing so awesome so yeah uh before we do that though we got some news i don't know who wants to start and oh. or if we have the, we may have the same news so i don't Ooh. know yeah well so first news the woman of gaming organization released their manifesto about non-toxicity in gaming when women are involved. And just the other day, I was playing the new Counter-Strike 2, which totally replaced CSGO. And I was playing it with a friend. And as soon as people in the voice chat noticed that she was female, there were comments like, die, bitch, you know, <sighs> and stuff. So... Um, there is a post shared by uh, by uh, Dina Sudorenko about it, and um, she is the co-founder of GameTree, the social network for gamers. Um, to, um, and and we had her in the podcast. Yeah, right. Um, together with John Uke, the other founder of GameTree, mm-hmm. and. Um, we will link to that because I just noticed from my own experiences, women in gaming are still attacked, unfortunately. Yes. It shouldn't be, but it is still a thing. Yeah, and I, I, and it reminded me why I always why I always switch off voice chat in um, in multiplayer online games because I can't stand those attacking people. You know, and I asked her like, "How do you handle it?" And she said, "Like, ignore it." Uh, but yeah. isn't it sad that you are part of a voice chat where you fight against each other and you have to yeah, ignore it? Yeah, where it's you sad? have where you have to ignore it. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's the shitty thing. It's like Oof. you shouldn't have to right you shouldn't have right. to ignore that. You shouldn't have yeah. to put up with it to begin with. Yeah. That's garbage. And then, of course, half of the other conversation was like, speak English, speak English. Yeah. Because people were shouting in other languages. I'm like, come on, seriously. Never mind. Anyway, oh, anyway, it's Im- important. Um, but it's not, it's not, it's not only Counter-Strike 2. No, uh, no, it no, was no also, it is, this is across uh, the board. You know, um, 
it 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 happened to me that I was um, playing Among Us with somebody from Chile, and we were on the um, no North American server, right? Oh, don't, and, God, don't go on those at all. Those are are disasters. And and when when people notice that um, my friend is a um, Spanish speaker because of the grammar errors she did. People switched to Spanish and was like, guys, can we please stick to English? Because I'm not getting a thing, you know. And they're like, well, at least they were they were kind enough to switch to Spanish when they realized that the, she wasn't a native English speaker. But which is bullshit because I'm I'm not a Spanish speaker. That's yes, why you I know, speak but, English but, because. But but it was I, it was a that 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 wasn't a. Um, an act of impropriety or being mean or anything like that. That was mm. trying to accommodate someone. Yeah. Uh, and it just happened that, that, that it proved to be a dis, you know, it, it, it put you at a disadvantage. Um, but, but usually <coughs> you would be like, you know, yeah, I, w I would expect them to, to, to yell at her for speaking Spanish or something. Well, in, in, in Among Us, you don't you don't speak, you type. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, well, I got a bit of news here. If you anyway, anyway, oh. anyway, anyway, I'm not finished with the sentence oh, yet. Well, then carry on. Um. So. No, I totally forgot what I wanted to say. Yes, but it also helps at places because a few months down the road. Her Skype account, uh, no, sorry, her Steam account got hacked, and I noticed it. I noticed it because for once I'm not chatting with people on Steam Chat, because I think it's garbage. It's not a very good chatting system. Steam is for game, not for chatting. Uh, yeah. But still, she started speaking to me in in Spanish, and the first thing I did is I I emailed her and sent her a message on WhatsApp saying, "Hey, your account is hacked." Because I knew that she wouldn't even try speaking in Spanish with me. And it turned out on that time there was a wave of Mexican hackers hacking Latin American and, uh, um, yeah, wow. Steam accounts. Okay. Yeah. And obviously they make the wrong assumption that. All the friends speak the same language as you speak yourself. Of course, <laughs> right? That's how it. That's how society works. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this is yeah, like yeah. okay, your account is hacked. And of course, yeah. it was it was pretty pretty rough to um to actually to tidy up a once hacked account because what 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 is what is special about steam what i just learned is you can block somebody unfriend somebody and the other person can too do and and then you have to unblock a person from both sides so somehow she got blocked on my side as well when when she blocked me, and I had to unblock her manually as well. Oh, they. Like wow, we 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 took a few we took a few days to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, 
so that's just the one thing. Um, the other thing I want to mention before we switch to you is a second thing. John Draper did something, um, a third update to his groundbreaking Crunchcom project, which is now live on YouTube and can be watched. And um, connected to that is also he got a Patreon now. Oh, where okay. you can get support and exclusive details. And the and the interesting thing is about this um, about those projects is he also got um, a panel with all those old hacker people on his yeah. YouTube. And even um, um, Steve Wozniak is part of one. Really? Yeah. Steve Wozniak strikes me as the type of guy that that is really cool and friendly and open. I bet he we we could probably get him on our podcast if we if we already tried. tried eight times. Oh well, his assistants always turned us down because he's too busy. Oh well, unfortunately, that, that was his assistant. If if we if we do if we found him personally. I bet didn't, he probably did, do didn't work so far. Didn't he, work so far. He, he seems like a really, really. really but sweet. but 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 perhaps I can ask John about it. There you because go. Obviously, we got it in now. Because because um he knows Steve personally, yeah. which is interesting because you know, um the reputation of John Draper, Mr. Crunch, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Mr. Crunch, um, Mr. Crunch, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Crunch, sorry. Captain Crunch or Crunch Man? Dr. Crunch. <laughs> Dr. Crunch, nice. <laughs> yeah, was was always that he does a lot of talking and very little is happening. But hey, he surprised us with our books, who ca- with his book, who ca- which came out. Yeah. Now he has a panel where Steve Wozniak was part of. Yep. So he really, <clears throat> he really has, he really has those connections and possibilities but he doesn't he doesn't bring it across well sometimes Mm -hmm. when you when you uh, talk to him and when you are surrounded by him you always think like he is a very unorganized he's slightly i would say neurodivergent yeah but he, he he still gets stuff done, surprisingly. Yeah. And uh, I saw some of his presentations about spamming, email spamming, and spamming spammers back. I was like, oh, my God, this is so brilliant. Yeah. This is amazing. So he knows his stuff. Yeah. Aside from his little flaws he has. Yeah. This man is brilliant. So anyway, mm. now some news from your side. Yes, yes. So we've been talking the last couple of podcasts. We've been following the um, the drama that is vintage is the new old, mm. uh, with the 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 old website going down and then coming back as Commodore Blog and then coming back again as Vintage is the new old, and now Vintage is the new old has a magazine. It's a PDF. It basically sums up. Um, the month's articles, you know, from from the website with some vintage um, advertisements and stuff. So it it feels like you're actually reading a magazine from the time. Um, 
and it's available. It's free. It's on their website. Awesome. So you can download that, and it's it's. I was looking at it before. It's actually pretty uh, pretty cool looking. Just um, for your info, when the Commodore is awesome, um, was that was before Vintage is the new old yes, um, yep. was actually starting as a project. John, our little John, our loved uh, staffer, actually interviewed Kitty about her plans. Mm. So if you go in our archives at scenewell.org and put it in the search, you will find a very early app, um, um, I- issue uh, from the Steamworld Disc Mag where we interviewed him, uh, her, okay. sorry, where okay. John interviewed her. Um, yes. So I just wanted to say Kitty is a beast, you know. She totally, totally took over the project again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's weird. I don't understand why was there no coordination like, hey, I give you permissions to my to my uh, domain and here is uh, here is I... the WordPress installation and now they had to shut down the old domain, I, get I, new from... domain and getting getting the old stuff from an archive to re-import yeah, well, to WordPress? What I, what why? It seems like the guy that, that was... Paolo. Kinda, yeah. yeah, yeah. Paolo just kind of got real angry. And and I guess there was some vitriol and some, some, some negative commenting on... I guess they were doing a writing contest or something. Exactly. exactly. And, and he just kind of really... Um, what a short fuse and well yeah just got disgusted with the whole thing and and maybe he just kind of walked off and and just left and maybe there wasn't an issue where you know you could get in contact with him because maybe he just cut everybody off because that's what it seemed like was happening you know which is something that will not happen with scene world starting next year because what people don't know you also got shared access now. to yeah, we, you also got shared access to the web posting. So if if I ever go rogue, you <laughs> and David can can still control the thing. Yeah. Um, yes, for the for the people who are listening, we are again and probably hopefully once and for all switching to a new host, and um, this time we made sure we got unmetered traffic, unmetered. Um, Web space, so now our podcast can grow without hitting boundaries. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and it we we and our new provider is actually having a team access feature, where uh-huh. it allows other people of a project like yourself and David, our web hoster, uh, webmaster, webmaster, um, will have access to the web space as well. So fortunately, such things will not happen to us. If I ever go rogue, you and (laughs) David still have control over over the website. But if you remember, the same happened actually with um, Retropla. Yeah. The German live stream um, project, where unfortunately one team member um sent a fax to the <clears throat> domain provider and cancelled it with, without asking its yeah. team members. Unfortunately. So 
somehow such things are not very uncommon. But yeah. I still think I still think even if you are fed up and you don't want to be part of a project anymore and you have control over things like domains and web spaces, give access yeah. to yeah. the other people in your project. Be nice about it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next bit I got here is that uh, uh, reshoot Proxima three looks like it's out. Yes, it has been. It has been released. Um, um, yeah. Two weeks, two weekends ago okay. at the okay. Amiga 38 event. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking at AmigaFuture.de. It's available for uh, the download version. It's uh, exactly, 29.95 exactly. yeah. euro. Yeah. Um, Andreas Magel of Computer uh, of Amiga Future Magazine yeah. is the distributor for the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's lots of stuff you can get. You can get the uh, you can get the uh, the signature edition plus soundtrack. Um, and then you. The soundtrack, by the way, is done by Martin Armand. Yes, our very own Martin <laughs> Armand. Yes, yes. Uh, the digital edition, which is an HD installation archive download with the soundtrack and a and an A1 size poster. Um, there's lots of things you can get for this. Um, we'll put a link to the uh, to that that page where you can buy where you can purchase it. Awesome. Um, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, um, and, uh, what's the other thing I got here? Oh, oh, um, going along with, 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 with games, um, Doom for the ZX Spectrum has been released. But there was, because, uh, no, no, sorry, you're, you're right. The, there was a Doom for the VIC-20. Yes. Not not the ZX. Well, well, there's been a doom for everything now at this point. I feel like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, but the, 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 doom, the one thing. The doom for Commodore 64 requiring a super CPU is not very famous. Yeah, it's not right. But I mean, I mean, this is you know, this is doom on a ZX a ZX Spectrum 128K, and it doesn't require a super CPU. So. I mean, the Spectrum has no super CPU. Exactly. So I mean, like honestly, really, if 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 a, if a, if a Spectrum can 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 do Zoom, can do Dune, then if a Vic Twenty can do Doom. if a Vic Twenty can do Doom, somebody can make a C sixty four without a super CPU do Doom. I've seen it done in demos where where not where you're fighting things, but mm. just like you know as a concept. So it's got to be able to be done, even uh, you know, chintzily, you know, because I can, you know, because because the the spectrum doesn't have the 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 quite the the graphics thing. That but but there used has. to be there used to be a competition in Great Britain. Whoever codes Doom will get fifty thousand pounds. Uh-huh. There's nobody who even applied. To get I know. the prize money. I know. What's up with that? So it was would have been even a paid paid right. gig. Right. Nobody right. wanted the money. Everybody says it's too much work. Uh, I don't know. Alexa, don't... how much is fifty thousand pounds in dollar? Fifty thousand pounds is sixty thousand seven hundred ninety-nine US dollars and eighty-eight cents. 
Yeah, I'd you take heard that. Yeah, I'd take. Thank I'd you, take Alexa. That. He's got to be so. Uh, so. Uh, yeah. So so you would do. You would have taken the sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Start then, coding. You are a coder. But I'm not that good a coder. Um, <laughs> and then just a couple of days ago, um, Evil Dungeon for the C64 has gotten a sequel, Evil Dungeon 2, um, from Retro Arts. Um, it's Evil Dungeon 2, two the, Evil Dungeon 2, Alric's Revenge. Um, it was a, it's a sequel to the game that was released just earlier this year. Um, it's got good-looking graphics. It's got good-looking gameplay. It's it's your generic, you know. It's 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 a it's kind of a. It's mostly programmed and basic, um, but but it's a it's a interesting dungeon crawler. It's got good packaging. It looks like from what I can see on this. If you get the physical version, if you don't get the download version, um. It's also available on itch.io. Mm, everything is available Art. on itch.io yeah. nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, and the, and the Retro Arts website. So we'll put links to all that in the podcast description. Um, awesome. I'll throw up I got more Google. news. Yeah, I yeah. Got more news. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, let's let's continue with some sad news. I was wondering the other day why the game base 64 has no downloads of games anymore right and why generally not updated and very static and there was an announcement on games that weren't homepage that the reason for the game base 64 not having any downloads or updates anymore is the webmaster unfortunately died oh that sucks if you know, if you know uh, games, um, uh, if you know GameBase 64 as a project, they were the first and only project to archive all Commodore 64 games, all of them, what? all of them, even the ones that are illegal or something. Right. And right. you could get the database um, via torrents over uh, DVD images or download games from their homepage. Right. Um, and now you can't anymore because the webmaster died. So they need a new, they need a new webmaster, they need a new web space. And um, yeah. Well, that's, so that's, that's a shame. If, if you are one of them um, who can provide that service, talk to them because they are a very amazing uh, project. I even participated myself in the way that I um, that I supplied a better working version of Turbo Outrun Europe. Right. Sorry, right. Outrun Europe. It's called Outrun Europe. Sorry, Outrun yeah, Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, if you if you down if you downloaded the Outrun Europe release, they they even kept my bad English grammar. From the email I sent them as a note about the game release. So yeah. you can even um, have a look at my awful English. Uh, before, before I was good at the language, 
Um, that was probably around 2005 or something. Anyway, um, pretty bad. On the other, on the other bad news is Ray Carlson announced to retire from Commodore Repair. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, so he will no longer repair Commodore things. I'm I'm hoping that he will have imparted his knowledge into somebody else that can take over that. Or somebody of the original engineers from Commodore will will <coughs> provide the info. Yeah. I mean well, uh, well Corey Carlson has always been very good at providing the information. I know. I know. You know, I'm like he, he he's put out uh you know like like basically repair manuals on how to do a lot of this stuff. So um I don't see, you know, hopefully he'll still be available for some of that stuff. I I don't know, but but yeah, that would be nice to it's a shame to lose him because he's such a he's he's been such a a a figure in the scene. I know. As as far as as re repairing it, uh, you know, repair goes, repairs go, whatnot. <laughs> oh my god, I'm such an idiot. What? I tried to drink from my Pepsi bottle and I forgot to unscrew oh. the lid. Womp womp. Whoop, whoop. Mm. It happens to all of us. Uh, <laughs> well, normally, normally I don't have breakfast during um, in the news recording. Yeah, this but... is a this is an early morning thing. So, so <laughs> for anyone who is unaware, this is extremely early morning for for me. I don't know what it is for him, but but yeah, it's it's a it's a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, more news. More news. Yeah. So yeah, I've Daisy, got... Daisy Mansion released a new math game called Magic Math. Oh, okay. It can be downloaded for free on the CSDB. Magic Math. Yeah. Which is interesting because, you know, um, I would have guessed that games like this would be removed because it has no demo scene reference. But hey, CSDB is sometimes a bell with many whistles, right? As you yeah. figured yourself already. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still like how 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 we did this how we did this feature article in one of our scene world issues, and nobody gave any feedback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, anyway. what are you gonna do? Uh, I think I don't know. Was that article by you or by John? I haven't got a clue. You don't remember. You don't yeah, remember been, either who who wrote so, it, right? It's been so long ago that I have no recollection. It, I think it was about the love and hate re relationship with CSDB. Yeah, it was probably me then. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm. I mean, I have, hey, I mean, we have, a, we have a search function in the homepage. We can have a look. Yeah. Yeah. While you're doing that, let's let's get back to the gaming. And since we were just talking about Doom, yeah. Um, so so um, the 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 um, description for this is 
pick up your time machine and travel back to an alternate universe where Doom was never released for PCs. Woo! But several years earlier on the Humble Amiga 500. And so this is talking about Grind, which is a new uh, FPS um, powered by the Dread Engine, which is a an apparently mind-blowing achievement, which showcases what, what was really possible with the Amiga's original hardware. It's currently a work in progress. Uh, it has smooth frame rates with full-screen display on just a plain old Amiga 500. Um, custom high-quality pixel art and assets, fast-placed awesome. gaming, story-driven level progression, dark and foreboding Steve Punk Lovecraftian world to explore. Um, I've seen some uh, footage of it. It looks pretty awesome. It's available at pixelglass.org. We will put the link to that in the description. So if you have an Omega 500, as I do, um, you can check out Grind, which which um, actually kind of, in some ways, looks nicer than Doom did. Ooh. It's it's really, yeah, it's... it's. Don't let John Romero hear if, that. If, 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 if Doom hadn't happened and and Grind for Amiga had come out instead, we'd all be using Amigas in our daily life because... Doom Are you reading that really... off somewhere or did they no, write I'm the saying, homepage? No, I'm saying that. Okay. Because Doom is what really kicked off the PC market. I mean, Windows, there there were, you know, you had Windows, you had Mac, you had, you had, you had, you had or you had PC... Mac, Amiga, you had a bunch of different platforms, and the thing that really, that really solidified PC as the thing was Doom. Everybody wanted Doom, and Doom was, for the longest time, limited to the PC. Right. So, uh, you know, and, and, and there's even been documentaries, you know, Amiga documentaries that say, like, like, Doom is what killed the Amiga because the Amiga was made for, you know, like platform games essentially. And but but and that, here's the thing though, 3D. Here's the thing though, after Doom killed the Amiga, there was a Doom port on the Amiga. Gloom, yes. No, no. there's GTA. there's an actual there's oh actual, yes yes a Doom release for Amiga after the Amiga has been killed. Yes. Yes, yeah, Doom was eventually released for pretty much everything. So it is actually possible. Except the 264 with yeah. the Super Studio. Yeah, after a while they did they did um release it, but but yeah, I mean if if this had come out first, if this had beaten Doom to the punch, this this Amigas would be in. I I I feel like Amiga would have lasted longer because this would have been, this could have been like that game. Hmm. Um. Also, since you know, since we're you know we have a Mastodon account, and uh, I don't know how often we use it. I don't use mine very often. I, I use I, I use mine constantly. But and and all posts on Instagram for Scene World are automatically posted to Mastodon as well. 
Well, Mastodon for the Apple II version 1.8 has been released. Wow. So, um, yeah, it features two-factor authentication, um, infinite scrolling, profile view, thread view for toots with replies, image viewer, uh, favoriting, retooting, toot writing, toot editing, bookmarks, polls. Awesome. Yeah, it's... uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the website, um, what people what people say about it. I will never use this, yet I love that it exists. <laughs> the person said, absolutely pointless, beautiful work. So, I had to look. Um, the opinion article about CSDB was released in 2015 by UHA. Of course. In an article called C- CSDB Borked yep. in issue 25 of Seenwood. Yes. Sorry, 24 of Seenwood. I recall. I, I vaguely yeah. recall that. Mm-hmm. I, remem- it, I remember we, we internally we discussed if we should release it because uh-huh. it could cause some, some shitstorm and nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, if we want to re-retoot that on Mastodon, on our Apple II, we've got the software to do it. Awesome. Now we do a belated shitstorm. Yes. Awesome. And, and then my final bit of, of, of stuff, and it is also Apple-related, which is that the Blue SCSI transfer <laughs> utility has been released for the 68K Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that runs the Blue SCSI transfer. Um, it's a it's a Mac app that runs on OS Mac. Yeah, well, it wasn't even Mac OS. It was just OS. Their system, you know, system six through nine, that allows you to pull files and 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 put them, you know, pull and put files directly from an SD card. Awesome. So awesome. So that's that's uh. Let's you get rid of your uh, your old scuzzy hard drive, and and which which we shouldn't. We should instead we should do more new. We should do at least not more, but at least um, new floppy clones. I would love to have new floppy clones, um, but and I, not I... just not just tossing out the old floppies because if we toss out floppies and have no new floppy drives. Where, how do we read the old media anymore? We can't uh, right, because right. there are no drives anymore. You're correct. So, You're yeah. correct. Well, that's bullshit. Don't toss out your SCSI drive. Just saying it. Well, I'm just saying that, that a lot of SCSI drives are are not working so good no, anymore because they're old. Um that's why I said we need replacement me- mechanics. Yeah, right, right. That would be nice to that would be nice to be able to do. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, in the absence of that, if you want to have if you have a a old sixty eight K Mac and and sixty eight K Macs and early Power PC Macs ha- ran on SCSI. I mean, everything was SCSI, and mm-hmm. 
So you, if you've got, you know, your 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 power, your 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 uh, Quadra 660 AV like I used to have, um, that had a SCSI hard drive, my 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 2.1 gigahertz Quantum Fireball, not gigahertz, my 2.1 gigabyte Quantum Fireball SE, uh, mm. that I, I, that that was that was you know. That was major storage. I had I had IDE versions of that. Yeah, yeah. Which which now is called, by the way, PATA, Parallel ATA. But yep. back in the day, it was called IDE. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they totally but, changed the name of the interface. Yep. For some reason. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. So so uh, everything you know the the CD-ROM drive and and the hard drive were all SCSI. So. Which is which is funny because originally it's called SCS, SCSI, but everybody says SCSI. <laughs> yeah, but also you know, all, SCSI is also what was in the um, the um, the CMD HD series. They use I know they use SCSI drives. I know. That, you know, so if mm-hmm. you know if you have an H uh, a CMD drive, again you know these these um, you know, SCSI to to SD or whatever. You know, um, adapters are really useful because it's one thing to to okay, yeah, floppy drives are you know they're they're get you know, accessing that data will be difficult, um, but. Giving giving us a replacement for a for failing SCSI drives, um, the interface still exists. The drives are failing, so like you know, this gives us an alternate an alternative, so we don't need to use the drive that failing drive, but we can still use the interface that exists on the machine. Mm. Still, I would prefer to have a few drives around. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would and, and SCSI, you know, they they famously were were far more reliable than than IDE at the time. They lasted longer. Um, in fact, I still have a couple that still work fine. You you know, and they're and they're you know well over twenty years old. So you know, I mean that that's they're good, you know. Quantum especially made good drives. I know they were very famous in their IDE versions. Yeah, yeah. On the PC as well. Yeah. Um, SCSI from the PC world was mostly used for early CD-ROM drives and servers. Yeah. Yeah. It was also I think SCSI was used on the Mac on on not the Mac. I'm sorry, on Amiga as well for certain things. So, I don't. I don't. That's that. I don't know. Um, certain certain add-ons like like on the A500. Um, you know, with the, the, the sidecar expansion, um, they uh, later on they used IDE, or, or you know, um, for like the A five hundred, not the A the twelve hundred and whatnot. Mm. But but early on on the five hundred, I believe that they used SCSI drives because that was um, one one of the more 
that 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 took off first, and then HGA mm. uh, mm. ID came came afterwards, I think. But don't quote me on that. Anyway, it's really early in the morning. Anyway, anyway, yeah, for me it's half past three, uh, one. So anyway, afternoon yeah. starting. Anyway, um, so other news. Um, Nordish Sound released um, a C64 mixtape and mix CD. Nordish Sound is the composer who did for the last Team World issue 33. Um, the Chinese Blossom tune. So mm-hmm. I put a link to that in the podcast description as well. And also, what also has been released is SNK versus Capcom for the Commodore 64. Ooh. So it's a, a better Street Fighter, a very much better Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a very much better Street Fighter. A very much better Street Fighter, yeah. Very nice. And also, Grundislav Games, the very known um, um, creator of Point and Click Adventures mm-hmm. um, for HES, Adventure Game Studio Games, um, Grundislav Games released a new website. So the URL is Grundislav.games. And it was actually one thing I suggested to him um, during that time we did an interview for the podcast. I hmm. said, why don't you get a .games homepage address? Yeah. And then he did. Grundislav.games. Nice, Very isn't good. it? Yeah. yeah. And also, one of our guests in the past, Dixon Wu, who is um, founder and organizer of um, Retro.hk, yeah. is, is in a feature in the Only Live Once magazine, in the People of Hong Kong chapter, speaking about preservation of video game history in Hong Kong. Right. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. 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 And also, a while back, Flappy Bird has been released for Axel. So if you want to do more with Axel than just spreadsheets, Flappy Bird might be your thing. <laughs> and and then there's another topic. Um, at Gamescom, um, Cyberpunk 2077 had their Phantom Liberty storyline DLC. Right. And here's the thing that's very common, that not uncommon, that CD Projekt Red is doing now. And they they raise these system requirements for the base game um, alongside the DLC. Really? That means if you bought the game three years ago when Cyberpunk 2077 was released on the PC and... It can happen that even if you don't have the DLC of Phantom Liberty um, and you get new updates for the game, for the base game, it will not work at some point anymore. Because in their press statement, they write one of the reasoning is they want to give a better and more modern experience to the game after all, overall. Mm-hmm. And that means... 
in order to be able to do that, they will raise the system requirements. Right, right. Which, of course, ca caused a bit of a shitstorm because some, um, some PC gamers said, that's bullshit, I paid for a game that I now cannot play anymore in the future, which kind of makes sense, yeah? Um, right. So, well, for example, I had a 1650 GeForce in my PC. It's no longer supported. I had it installed on an hard disk drive, no longer mm -hmm. supported. Um, the VRAM, the revam requirements um, changed from for the minimum low resolution game preset to six gigabyte from four, and for the high from um, six to eight, and for ultra now you need twelve gigabyte. Right. That also means not only is the 1650 uh, GeForce um, GTX no longer supported, but also um, the VRAM requirements have, well, kind of almost doubled. That means even if I would have stuck, I would have been stuck with the old card, I wouldn't be able to run it anymore because memory would would go yeah. out. Um, so luckily, I got a 1070 katana, uh, uh, and the 1070 katana is the most rarest graphics card on the market because it's the only 1070 GTX card that is single slot because I don't have enough space in my tower. Right. So your PC from three years ago might not be able to run the game in the future anymore. Mm. And here's the thing. I didn't get the Steam version. I got the GOG Galaxy version. And the, the GOG Galaxy client does not allow to change location of your installed games. That means I had to go through the process of uninstalling it and reinstalling it on a different drive. So in order to move it from the HDD to an SSD. Right. While in Steam, you can just say, move game files, and it will move the game files to the yeah. new location. So CD Projekt Red, you have to improve here. If you if you change the requirements of your game to require an SSD from now on, you also should make it easy for, for in your client for people to put the game to a different drive in yeah. order to meet the requirements. They also state in the press announcement that it might still work at some places in the future, but they are not testing it anymore on hardware below the new the new system requirements. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your opinion? Do you think it's a it's an understandable move or is it total bullshit to actually raise the system requirements three years in the game's I mean, lifetime? I mean 
if the game is yeah, it's a game unless they're adding significant new content that requires that. I don't well, think. Yeah. It's a base game also, so you can rule that out. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean that's that's right. Then then they whatever the game was when you bought it, the 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 system requirements should not go up. That's right. that's just that's just silly. You know, if if I buy a game and then you know a year later I can't play it anymore because I haven't upgraded my computer, that's silly. That's also the first time I heard a PC game doing that. Yeah, right. Well, you you know you know you know the bad press uh, Cyberpunk 2077 got when it was released initially, and instead of CD Projekt Red going lowballing, they they start another controversial right. move. Right, right, right. Like they want bad press or whatever. They actually, right. I don't know. Yes, yeah. doesn't totally make sense because we are talking here about the base game. So they are not making any new content to the base game, obviously, you know. Yeah, right. But because of the, I mean, from the development standpoint, I understand it because the DLC is, has a new storyline. It has a, it has a higher system requirements. So you don't need two branches of the game, one for the base games to still run on the old hardware and one for the DLC running on the new hardware. But right. but still, that's not the fault of the gamer, right? right. That's no, your, not at all. That's your own choice as a developer to increase the system requirements for the DLC. Yeah. Which is also something that I never heard of other PC games. I mean, I got a few DLCs, you know, new storylines for games I own on Steam or mm -hmm. other platforms, and never ever have I heard like, oh yes, the new DLC with the new storylines has a higher hardware requirements. Yeah, no, that's that's silly. I mean, normally, because normally, have, again, yeah. again, you know, if the the new DLC or whatever, it still it still runs within the engine of the game, which, <laughs> you know, which is which is unless they're they're retooling the entire game engine, which is exactly what they're doing. They sound like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly, again, it sounds still, like that, yeah. Again, still, there should be a version that 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 works with the you know your original purchase. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly my thought. Also. Yeah. Yeah. So if I didn't get my hand on one of the rarest um, graphics card by by luck. I wouldn't be able to play the game down the road anymore. I would have right. I would have to build a new PC for a game that I played that I purchased full price uh, three years ago. Yep, absolutely bullshit. But that's how they are doing it. Yeah. And I hope it's not starting a trend somewhere because that yeah, would make too. things very ugly. You know, that yeah. makes things very ugly. Like, hey, pff, who cares? You know. Yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, 
there are other examples, like one game that I see all the time, notifications, you play a lot of No Man's Sky, right? Mm -hmm. And they did a lot of updates in the last <clears throat> seven years since yeah. release. But they haven't, they haven't changed the requirements. Exactly, exactly. Yes. In fact, if anything, they've 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 increased the amount. I mean, I mean, they, I mean, it runs on Switch. You know, I mean, and it runs on it runs. There's a Mac version now, and it's and it's again like you know, I've got I've got an old machine that it technically you know doesn't that that I don't quite meet the system requirements, but it runs fine on my machine. Yeah, so, you know I've got yeah. and I've got the the, the built-in the, the 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 GeForce uh, 650, you know, and 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 you know when I try to when I use the built-in GPU, yeah, it looks like I'm looking into a bottomless pit of chaos. <laughs> but, if, but I've got an eGPU, and that just that handles it fine. Yeah, yeah. I I also see that as a problem. Normally, you try to optimize your game to to run as as much possible <clears throat> configurations, yeah, and not yeah, right. make it less compatible to older right. hardware. Exactly. They are going backwards in compatibility by requiring better graphics card, more VRAM, and faster CPU, and and uh, I mean. One thing that I saw in other games like Starfield also, modern games require SSDs now because right. they are loading so much game textures and so on from mm -hmm. the spinning drive that any spinning drive would take, oh, take forever. 20 minutes forever yeah, to load it. And you actually, since they are doing this hardware loading, uh, texture loading thing during the gameplay, your game would turn into a slideshow. That yeah. I understand. Yes. But boy, not everybody is is upgrading their PC just for a game they bought three no. three years ago. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, that's just silly. Yeah. 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 Anyway. That that would have been my last news item yeah, already. Yeah, that's that's what I got. Awesome. So now our right. news section is as big as the interview part itself. Wow. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Maybe anyway, down a bit. Now let's let's um, jump to Singapore. Yes. And talk to Alison from Kunlun. Indeed. About Club Koala. Bye bye. Today we have another guest, as always. Uh, today we are talking to Alison, who is head of marketing from Kunlun um, down there in Beijing, China. And you are responsible for the product uh, Club Koala, which we will be talking about today. So nice to meet you. Welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Uh, nice to help me join your show. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, nice. So um, let's talk a bit because that's what we usually do with our guests at first. Your history in working in the um, well, computer or gaming, I would or I would say, entertaining 
business. I don't know. Is this, is this entertainment? Would this be considered <laughs> entertainment? Because this feels more like a. It, it's it's kind of like a like a like a beefed up Minecraft almost. Um, is that is that is that accurate? Yes, uh, I think I consider our game as both entertaining and um, classic gaming type because okay. we are a simulation game. What was your starting point? I mean, with computers so and just uh, cut out. Say it again. I mean, what was your starting point um, with with computers and in the industry? Perhaps can you can talk a bit about yourself? Oh, okay. Um, so my name is Alison. <laughs> uh, I'm actually working for entertainment and um, uh, gaming industry for over five years. Uh, before that, I was working for uh, education industry. And uh, uh, I joined entertainment industry or so-called entertainment industry is uh, when I was working for my previous company, uh, Bedance. So I worked for there for three years and it, I accumulated a lot of experience in terms of uh, bringing the fun and engaging content, especially for our overseas customers. And then I joined our current uh, my current company, Kunlun, because I think the idea about creating uh, a gaming universe is really fun because I see the success of TikTok as it lowers the, um, the standard and lower the bar of creating uh, short videos. And for our game, I think the one thing that interests me the most is uh, I think we can uh, lower the bar of creating games. So that's my original motivation for joining the company and joining this project. Yeah, well, I'm, I hope you don't mind that uh, that we are asking all those questions, but um, we are trying to get the broad picture of our guests and what they are doing in in the industry. So we are always sure. asking not only focused on this one product, but also getting a whole picture. Um, mm. Probably not very common for you <laughs> to be asked <laughs> what, what what your starting point was, but this is how we do our interviews. Awesome, awesome. So, um, I mean, now the idea was also pitched to me at, at Gamescom, actually, at least, that not only are you able to create your own um, person, um, not 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 only your own uni um, university, and no, I would say um, universe, sorry, your own universe in the game, but also you would have AI companions to, to yes. um, yeah, that runoff of GP, GPT that that are are driven by those by that, so that they're not just like uh like your standard NPC that that might have one or two things to say, mm -hmm. you know, like they they actually like you know they can interact with you and 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 have actual like conversations and stuff with you. Yes, uh, I think uh, except for the editor, I think another uh, shining point of this game is the AI NPCs. That's true that these AI NPCs are connected to GPT models that can make uh, NPC interactions more organic and more human-like. 
that you can interact with our AI NPCs like you are talking to real people. Uh, I think the best part is like we uh, make our AI NPC um, that can um, have an even more uh, immersive gaming experience because they are not just GPT. They are not just a, a random uh, talking model that you found online, but it actually fit in the whole gameplay. And the best part is not only you can interact with your AI NPC, but you can interact with your friends' AI NPCs. Oh. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. get to affect your friends' gameplay as well. Because each player of our game is given an island, and anything can happen on this island, and your friends' island too. If you visit their island um, frequently enough, uh, you can affect how they, uh, how their gameplay will be once they hmm. join the game. Yeah. Okay. One thing also that was interest me is what the target age group for this product because at Gamescom it was pitched to me like a safe space for small kids and grown-ups. <laughs> uh, it's not for uh, small kids, but it's for uh, so right now we identify our game as uh, thirteen plus. Thirteen so, plus, so teenager. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Teenagers, yes. Um, so that we want the game to be, of course, the game should be able to be played by all age. It's not like limited to a certain age group. And I think people of all ages should, should uh, have the fun of playing our games. Uh, but it is for 13 plus. I think teenagers will find our game more uh, engaging and fascinating because uh, they can not only interact with play, uh, players, but AI NPCs as well. And I think teenagers, not only teenagers, but these talented people can start to create things. I think uh, for anyone who has a passion to create things can enjoy the fun of our game the most. Mm. Okay. And the idea, the whole concept of having, I guess you call them islands, self-created universes. And you say you have also AIs. Every every player has an, an AI companionship. And I wonder, this concept is pretty new. I think there is nothing like that elsewhere so far. Um, and and I also saw because um, I'm also watching some YouTube, obviously where people report about China, AI and this artificial intelligence is currently pretty big in China. So every company tries to advertise their product containing something that is AI driven. So I wonder this idea of Club Koala was that rooted in the trend of um, AI, or did you have the idea before ChatGPT and all those things became hyped? Okay, uh, that's actually a good question. And uh, one, because uh, I'm currently in China, so, so that I've been noticing not only gaming industry, but actually a lot of industry are starting to utilize AI technology to boost productivity as well. Uh, for our company, which is Kunlun, uh, 
our company actually started to develop our own language model almost the same time as OpenAI, because uh, right now we have already have our language model that has been commercialized, but it's only being used in China because the whole language model is based in Mandarin. So, uh, so I'm not gonna say that we have a better product compared to other competitors overseas. However, our language model has been developed for uh, I think three to four years. Uh, like or even earlier before that, because I just joined this company before before I joined the company, they have been start to developing this language model. Because our founder and our CEO do has a great vision in terms of uh, AI's future for helping not only uh, gaming industry but actually other industry as well. Uh, this is the reason that Kunlun is not only developing. Uh, AI-powered game, but also we developed AI social app, AI game, uh, AI music, AI search engine, which is in uh, has, which is currently being utilized in China only, and also other AI products as well. So you could say um, Club Koala is like your first tip into the international market. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. And and that is the reason why you actually started promoting it via Gamescom, for example, using an American PR company, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, so yes, uh, yes. So Hub uh, PR did help us a lot uh, in the promotion of Club Koala, uh, not only at Gamescom but in other ways as well. Uh, so that's true. We would love to open our market in North America, but for sure we want to open the market in Europe as well. And the reason that we uh, didn't use uh, didn't decide to open the, the uh, launch the game in China mainly because right now the policy of gaming industry in uh, mainland China is uh, kind of strict. Uh, I think we need to work on more uh, to open the domestic market. Mm. Ah, that's that's mm. pretty interesting. <laughs> so, so now we get the whole picture because mm. um, you have to understand over here, um, mm. at least from my standpoint as doing this podcast, it's it's mm. really hard. It's really hard to get in touch with um, with the American game industry directly. Mm -hmm. um, usually it stops at the point where like, oh, I have to talk English. No, we are not doing English yeah. interviews. So okay. um, so being approached from the other side is, is quite interesting. So that's why I'm asking what the whole landscape is. So currently you are trying to make an international product via, um, while previously you only did, as I said, or not only, but mainly did AI-related apps for the Chinese market. So, uh, so yeah. this is like your your jump to the international global gaming industry, kind of. Um, so I, I might uh, I might uh, not be clearly uh, described our company's uh, products and uh, the industries that they have been working on. So. 
uh, not only that we have developed, self-developed so many AI language models, but mm-hmm. actually our company has like almost 20 years uh, history. And when we launch games, we have launched games before, not only in China, but in other countries as mm-hmm. well. Uh, some RPG games and some like uh, board games. So uh, for sure, this is our first challenge to create a simulation game. This is our first time. Uh, However, we did have a great uh, history in terms of developing RPG games, which launched in mainline China and uh, some board games in uh, the overseas market as well. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, And also what I read in the um, PR material and so on, you are soon starting an open beta of Club Koala? Yes. <laughs> so let's uh, talk a bit about this perhaps. So uh, what's the next what's the next steps in the product launch? Okay. So uh, our most important step would be the beta test and we are working really hard to make the beta to go as we scheduled, which is January uh, 2024. <laughs> I really hope that it could catch up the schedule. <laughs> yeah. And this beta test, we will open only to our Discord server members because Discord server, uh, which we has been created since the beginning of this game, um, there are certain members that has been growing with the game for quite a long time and they got suggestions about our games, uh, some of our games uh, gameplay and they actually designed some paths for our game and some avatars for our game. So this beta test will be Discord members only, yeah. Interesting, so it's mm-hmm. uh, the product will be very community driven. Yes, that's true. Awesome, awesome, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, now, I mean, I saw the picture, I saw the um, videos and the promo material. So perhaps let's describe for um, for the audience what's your typical, I don't know, if if you, I don't know, I would say if you spend two hours in the game, what would be the usual gameplay experience like? Let's say you you are, you are sitting there and you are starting the game Mm-hmm. What 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 are the first steps you are doing? Perhaps describe a bit the gameplay, I would say. Okay, so the major gameplay is Alan construction, that you get the chance to collect resources and do uh, fishing, gardening, and cooking on the island, and you get to building your houses, and all the architectures on your island can be uh, built by yourself and uh, you can decorate your island as well with so many plants and items and you can decorate the inside of these architectures as well. The, uh, if you if players don't like the items or the decorations provided by our designers, they get a chance to design items by themselves and they can also utilize uh, items that are shared by other players as well on the marketplace. So basically the first step of all the players will be like create your island because when you join the game, you are given an empty island with NPCs in their uh, very original model or very original status. 
And then you get to talk with the ANPCs while you are constructing your island. The ANPCs start to learn you and then they will play and act the way that you would love them to be. So basically the first tier of the gameplay would be the gaming experience on the island. And we want the island to be a simulation game, but in a very different type. It's almost like simulation with uh, role play. Like you can have the NPCs to play um, whomever you want them to. Like they can be your high school classmates and they can be like uh, hospital staff and things like these, canteen staff, like all depends on what kind of a simulation that you want to experience on your island, and you can always change that. Um, the ANPCs not only gonna learn and interact the way that you want them to, but they can memorize things as well. They are truly like real human beings. Yes, uh, and uh, that's the first tier. And then uh, you can navigate other players' islands as well, because you can visit your friend's island, and some uh, friends might have a create a different island with different role-play games that you can interact with their EMPC. And if uh, after the island exploration part is finished, you can play some mini games. These mini games are like treasures. Um, you can find them like on your island and on your friend's island as well. These mini games, so basically they are created by our designers, but uh, you have this editor that you can develop games totally different than the ones that our developers developed. And you can put these mini games mm, connected with atoms on your island. And then you can uh, play the mini games and create the mini games. That's the second tier of our gameplay. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Oh, very interesting. So <laughs> I just have in my head like, uh -huh. It's a mix of a mix of um, concepts we saw from other games, like as I said, mini games, and then putting it all together. Interesting. And Plus it also, the the, the yeah. sort of open world um, um, RPG aspect, you know, exactly. that you get from like something like uh, like like the, remember that old Second Life game from from I think it's still around, but but I don't know. Linden Labs from Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and to that effect, you know, extra life kind of went. Or second life, I'm sorry, not extra life. Extra life is totally different thing. Uh, second life kind of went downhill as far as um, being uh, family friendly, so to speak. Um, do you have like like are are there safeguards in you know because we we're talking something for thirteen up, um, and are there plans to kind of like prevent it from going? The direction that that second life went, where like like there were some some truly raunchy places you could visit. Uh, yes, and uh, we just decided to put that into our game. I think from last month, because okay. we were talking about like uh, what kind of challenges and quests that we shall have the players to experience on each island, and then we decide to have these. Um, so we kind of want to have a balance between RPG and a simulation, because mm -hmm. if it's a only simulation game, it will lose some fun of this 
uh, I would say it's an amazing world. And then we decide to put some quests and challenges on each island that are designed by the developers for sure. However, um, all the uh, game levels have ANPC participate in it. So the journey will be very different from the standard design of our game developers. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's also some, some um, and again, talking about different concepts of this, there are also some, mm. um, like, like for the phone uh, um, on, on iOS and Android, I see a lot of stuff recently about, you know, AI companions that use a chat GPT model or something. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people get really attached to these things. And then when they, when the companies say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to roll back some of the, some of the, um, weirder parts of this, uh, people get real upset. So again, it's, it's like, you know, um, as you mentioned, you know, you just kind of, I guess, put in, you know, like, like, like a, like a, like a limit to how kind of weird it gets. Um, but yeah, it, it is a lot like, you know, uh, these different kind of, you know, disparate bits of role playing and, 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 and open world creation and simulation and kind of sticking this all together. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, which is really interesting to me because that's, that's, that's something you don't see very, very much and, and and with the way that chat gpt and these other mo- language models are progressing you really can have like like realistic you know real conversations with with mm-hmm. what is essentially like you know a computer you know just uh just you know you know a, a, uh, a, a simulated person yeah uh, uh, i totally got you and even myself sometimes feel like so surprised about how and this because i got to got the chance to talk with them like every day uh, so sometimes even uh, so so i have to share this um the thing that happened the other day is uh when we were talking to ANPCs for them to collaborating with us because we need to shoot some short videos and post on our YouTube channel. And then this uh, this this uh, girl NPC called Marina, she just turned that down like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore because you keep telling me to do this. And then our engineer to check her like, back-end data and found her sensitivity got up high and this all evolves by herself. So basically (laughs) they have the capability to have emotional evolve like based on the conversations which is so surprising for all of us because her emotion yeah yeah so yeah this is this is very surprising even for us and the engineers as well. Also kind of scary at some point. <laughs> you you yes. lost control AI, in this very yeah. second. Yeah, I was about to take over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean let's it be starts, honest. It yeah. starts with AI saying no and then and then progresses <laughs> to 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 Terminator. Yeah. Yes, because I because uh, we all know that they can talk like a real human, but we don't see them. When we were talking to ChatGPT, we definitely don't see them as a human being. Right. However, with very human-like uh, appearance, 
and they have the emotion, uh, like emotion changes during your conversations. It feels so real. Yeah, right, right. It's true. I mean, I mean, this um, AI thing really can develop in, into strange things also. I mean, I remember <laughs> Facebook having to shut down theirs because the AI started to, to create their own languages. And, uh, and that was the point where the engineer said, we don't want this anymore. And so it can oh, go yeah. sideways. Well, and, and I, think, I think Microsoft tried something with that on Twitter, and it took all of like five hours before it became a full-on Nazi. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, I mean, there's like, it, it, it's, there's some, there's some, 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 you, there's some like, like amount of, uh, uh, you need to be careful with some of that stuff. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean. Let's be honest. If if I was thirteen and I had an AI um, NPC to work with, I definitely would try to check its boundaries. If I oh could. yeah, good okay. yeah, you know, if 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 I can get him doing some saying something adulty stuff, you know, and and so um, that's why it's important to have some safeguards in the place. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and yes. uh, yeah, and, and now it's actually a good. It's actually a good question. Um, if you go international, you also have the problem, or well, the feature that um, there are different cultural, cultural diff. Uh, there are cultural differences across the world. You know, I guess in mm. Asia or India or Europe, um, you have different um, concepts of what is considered okay and not okay. So have you thought about that? How you, how you make it appealing to all cultures or, I mean, I mean, I see this concept as a chance to bring people together, you know, especially as a young age, you know, um, from all cultures, but also it has conflicting potential. What what are your thoughts on that? I wonder. You're you're saying in that in that in that um, some cultures might think this is might not accept this for for what it is. They might say like this is you know you've created a you know a demon <laughs> monster or something and, and you know. Oh no. <laughs> So, so, so I want to follow up on the previous talking point, and then I'll move on to sure, the sure. different cultural ones. So, Take your time. I, I don't want people to get uh, scared about AI, because um, all uh, the previous example might not be a good one. Uh, but I just want people to 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 see like how AI NPCs are different from the traditional classic tactic. Uh, NBC characters because they have emotions, they have the capability to think and behave like human beings. However, we have to uh, we have to notice that they are not real human beings. They are just uh, um, characters that in gameplay that uh, can level up your uh, simulation experience in games. That's all AI. Uh, the reason why AI. Uh, added to AI technologies are added to our game. Ah, but and, where does uh, it? When do they become people? 
<laughs> but, but but no, it is it is a good point in that in that you know you know with a lot of with most gaming you know the air NPCs they serve a purpose in that like you know they they have one or two things that they do and then after that it's like they just you know you know I if I t- didn't take an hour to the knee you know something that's just repeated over and over and to have like a dynamic NPC that even if they don't serve a purpose after a certain after their their time is up. To still be able to answer you in a dynamic way and still be able to hold a conversation would, I think, for a lot of games, would make that game so much more immersive for for the player. You know, just to be able to, like, you know, know that this guy over here isn't going to give me the same answer every time I go and talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, um, and you know that the game is created by the idea of our CEO, who is also the father of a daughter. He actually wanted to create a game for his kids to be able to play with. So um, I think the reason that he thinks that his daughter is very suitable for the game as a, as a player is because like as from a father's point of view, um, he wants his daughter, which is a little bit introvert, to have a place to freely uh, speak and communicate. So, you know, sometimes like uh, teenagers uh, in high schools or junior high schools, they are experiencing this stage about um, getting to know people, like not oh, yeah. like as as kids, but building real connections with 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 the surrounding people and they might find a little bit awkward or not that confident to speak up and to communicate with others so uh, they will uh, so this is the reason why the ceo designed these ai characters so that her uh, give the give his daughter a place for his daughter to actually being able to confidently speak up and communicate with people uh, with with non people with AI NPCs. Well, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> to rehearse, yeah. to practice, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is the reason in the first place that we want the AI NPCs to be added to our game, and for sure, like um, uh, like people are gonna be worried about like whether uh, AI can be like real human or replace human. I don't think so, because although that they has the capability to to start to start to be um, to to behave a little bit like human beings or like to think like human beings, but still like human beings has the 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 real creative uh, capability, which can never be replaced by AI. I think. Let's right. hope so. Let's Plus, hope they so. don't have they don't have robot bodies to murder. <laughs> That's another story here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, you, you make a good point in that, in that, you know, uh, for a lot of, you know, adolescents, uh, it can be difficult to, you know, and I'm, I, I went through this phase, I'm sure Yurk did, uh, you know, when, when you're, it's, it's tough to, you know, move into a new, a new town and, and, and make new friends yeah. and whatnot. And, and, you know, to have kind of like a, 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 a place where you're, you're, you can speak as yourself and not be judged, you know, and have like kind of like a, 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 a support group, like a peer group, even if it's an yeah. AI group, somebody that you can, you know, interact with and, and kind of like understand and learn how to, you know, you, you know, kind of like, like you said, practice, 
you know, interactions with people. Yes, to practice and to communicate. Yeah, yeah something that Jurgen and I could probably benefit from before we do yes. podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, when when you do human interactions, there's always a social part of it. And and as as AJ mentioned earlier, you have to be considering that people might get too attached to to their AI companion. Why so, though? Be as attached yeah. as you want. I mean, you know, kids who have been attached to their their you know their stuffed animals and toys and stuff. For me, I mean, I've got my Commodore sixty four from nineteen eighty six. For Christ's sake, you know, like. Like be as attached as you want to it, you know that that's it's just another, it's 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 another form of 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 that of of you know of imagination and playing and whatnot as a kid, and 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 as yeah. an adult, I mean you know I mean I I don't think I've grown up, I, at least I yeah, try I, not to. <laughs> I think AJ answered this question perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean, but but in the end, of course, in the end, of course, um, Club Ko Koala has to be moderated in a way um, by somebody because, as we mentioned at at and at an earlier point, people can um, people can still go rogue and try to overtake the island or whatever. You really you there are always hostile components in any game. I mean. And even you will be facing with evil people that try to take advantage of whatever and try to, you know, go rogue. So well, you know, and maybe that just comes down to you know quarantining that person's island, you know, so that they can't, you know, people can't go to it and they can't leave it, because if they leave it or if the, you know people go to it, it's going to be you know they're going to be exposed to you know hate speech or 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 some something like that you know like you know that that's and i'm sure there are ways to identify that within the ai you know like like the ai can say like like this uh, this, this guy ain't right you know like you know, that's, that's not you know let's talk about something else you know like in, in you know veer the guy yeah. away from whatever bizarre things he's uh, trying yes. to talk about Yes. yes, indeed, we will have the censoring. Uh, we are currently actually developing the censoring system to identify like inappropriate languages and inappropriate uh, expressions uh, in the game. And we did will like uh, has a policy to uh, to be executed or when things like these happens because it's a 13 plus game. We did want to build a very safe and healthy place for all the players to enjoy the fun of the game instead of like make the island or make this game into um, a place that is not um, is filled in with like inappropriate things. Yeah. So so now so now let me asking one thing uh, from a European standpoint. Um, as you say, you also want to enter the European market. I mean, over here we have this general um, different law about data protection and privacy mm -hmm. protection. And some some products even consider those laws we have in Europe so hostile that um, 
Mark Zuckerberg didn't didn't uh, start his service um, threads, which is a compet competitor of Twitter, and it's not available in Europe because of our privacy. I wish it wasn't process. available in the United States because it sucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, right. Uh, but but I mean, what's your what's your stance on on that? I mean, did you think about how how to get um, to get it into place, or will you work with an external partner to take care of the European part of of the game? What's your plan there? I guess you are not trying to exclude the European Union, right? Uh, of course not. <laughs> so, uh, so for sure, we will definitely follow the policy of the country that we are gonna launch the game. Not uh, only North America, but European countries as well. That's for sure. And in terms of uh, data, uh, we did uh, have Opera. At, we do have Opera as our consultant. Uh, and we will totally follow any policy and other rules that for the that made by the country that we are going to launch our game. And right now we are actually have been working on this part for quite a while and we do know that uh, you, uh, Europe Union even has a much more strict rules, not much more strict rules, but yes, a very strict rule in terms of data save and uh, we will totally follow the policy made by the EU, yes. Okay. Um, so, so what's the, what's the um, milestone planning now? You, you said the beta testing will start mm -hmm. in January and what will, what will happen after? If you can, if you can talk about it, if it's a secret, I then can. don't tell us. <laughs> and can we be beta testers? Because I would love to try this. Well, of course, I will send an invitation email to both of you by myself <laughs> when awesome. the beta launches. Awesome. Ah, yes. okay. <laughs> I, I will, and I will, I will give you very limited. Yeah. yeah. I will give you some limited items. So, for example, I will give you uh, a dragon <laughs> if okay. you want that. Awesome. <laughs> sure, sure. Or, Emmet, uh, set your ANPC is very different compared to others. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perhaps so, that little monster AJ talked about yeah, earlier. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so after beta, we will collect our players' feedback, especially the ones that have been creating and growing with the game for quite a while. And we will make some changes, maybe based on the user's feedback. And also we will see uh, whether we will have another major change uh, in uh, next year. Because right now we are developing the editor and we are thinking maybe we can even improve our editor to another level because our um so so our editor also uses a lot of ai technologies and there has been uh, a huge advancement in even the coding area for game development in the past few months 
So we were thinking like maybe it's time for us to um, even develop a, an even better editor because um, we actually see our game not as a gaming project, but as a gaming platform. We want it to be a huge platform with multiple tools for players to utilize with so that this world can be totally defined by players themselves. So we will, and I think we will like do some major changes to our editor as well so that player can has more resources and more uh, tools to actually um, develop an even cooler uh, gaming world. And then we will do another round, which we call it like public test. And this time we will actually be public to people who are just new to the game. They might never experience Club Cola before and they didn't uh, actually join the community to, um, to participate in the creation of the game. And we will see how that goes. And then hopefully if everything goes as we were, what we expected, we will launch the game by the end of next year, hmm. uh, 2024. Hmm. So basically before Christmas. Nice. Yes, before Christmas. Awesome, awesome. Ah, oh, that's so, so exciting to hear, you know, um, from, from your standpoint, because hmm. um, I mean, over here, and I guess it's the same for for um, for HA in America. We we often hear in the media and stuff like, "Oh, Chinese is just copying stuff ideas from other places." I've never uh, heard that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you never heard that. No, no. I See, mean, usually I mean, from us, it's China is where all the stuff is made. Like like China right, is, is where all the right. stuff is invented. Right. But but I mean there was some cases with with in the mobile sector. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Huawei for example is even forbidden in America or something. What is it? Some places Huawei is forbidden in America. Oh yeah, but that was that had nothing to do with 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 that that had to do with I don't know what I don't remember what that had to do with that was um um yeah I have no idea. that was some politics nonsense. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's it's nice to hear that um, you come up with a very interesting product that is really giving a lot to society, and I think that's also one of the key key things of Club Koala: bring something to the society, a safe yeah. space, an entertaining world. That's that's amazing, and I hope as soon as the product is released, or as you said, the I would say open testing, open beta for the public mm -hmm. that we can catch up and talk about what's currently happening, if you like, because I really would like to follow up on this afterwards sure. when it's when it's released. This is like totally amazing. And I'm really looking forward to having, well, the possibility to look into it, even though I'm not, as you said, part of your Discord community. So you I can probably, join now. <laughs> yeah, as I said, I probably have to try now, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah just search Club Koala and you can join our Discord server. It's the oh. Halloween thing right now. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. I've got awesome. the invite and the email, and I but it, it opened in the web browser, and I didn't. I got uh, perplexed and didn't actually. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do that now. I will look at it later. 
Well, because normally Discord links I I thought opened in Discord, but no, no, no. Um, invite. Oh, oh no, no, no. If I hit accept, if I hit accept, then it opens in Discord. Exactly. Exactly. All right, I'm doing exactly. that right now. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Now. Discord's and awesome. then Discord is updating because that's all Discord ever does. Yeah, because Discord also has a web version and it first tries to access yes. that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly how it works. All right, amazing. Yeah, super. So um, we got almost an hour full. That's super yeah. amazing. Really. Yeah. All right. Yes. Awesome. So talk okay. to us then, right? Yes. Thank you very bye much. Bye. It's so great to talk to both of you. Bye bye. You Have too. a nice day. Great talking well. to you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.